The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Part three of the Bull Bonanza. Bull Bonanza. Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast is here. Bear, how are we feeling today? The games are coming fast and furious now. And then the, uh, the, the big ones... Uh, are upon us. So the, the, the next few days are going to fly by. And we, you've heard our thoughts. You know, a couple thoughts on 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 these games. These are obviously the bigger. We got the New Year's Six and some other ones. And you know, different schedule this year. We have the semis before your traditional New Year's Day games, like the Rose Bowl. But you also got six games on New Year's Eve. So let's start with Saturday, the 29th. That's the that's the day of the two semifinals. But you have three games earlier that day. You got Florida, Michigan at noon on ESPN. You got South Carolina, Virginia at noon on ABC. And you also have Arkansas State, Nevada in the Arizona Bowl on CBS Sports Network. I got no feel on the Peach Bowl, which is Florida and Michigan Bear. The hits continue to come, and I I imagine they're just going to keep coming for guys not playing for Michigan. If anything, would you be leaning Florida here? Yeah, I mean, if you have to play the game, I I just knowing who's not going to play for Michigan and – uh, you would expect Dan Mullen's team to be very excited about uh, playing in a New Year's Six game in his first year, uh, off a good recruiting class. Uh, nightmare season last year started with a loss to uh, to Michigan. So uh, if you if you've got to play the game, I certainly would uh, try and find the best number you can on uh, on Florida. Would be the uh, the way I'd look at it. And, yeah, and you got to wonder as well. I mean. With the guys sitting out from Michigan, the, the where they were going into that Ohio State game, you're, you, you're talking playoff, mm-hmm. and now here you are, guys getting ready for the draft. You're playing Florida. I, I, I don't know uh, about the uh, as Les Miles would say, the full want uh, mm-hmm. for for Michigan in this game. So we'll see. Yeah, you that's the weird. Di- it's the weird dynamic here uh, about this. The guys not playing is that they're not even at the game. They don't go experience the bowl. Like I've said it time and time again, it's the best part. Yep. You know, so um, I and I we had Spencer Hall on the show last week, and he just talked about how Michigan's been Florida's nemesis. I think it goes back to Lloyd Carr's like one of the, his last game when they beat Tebow after Tebow yep. won the Heisman. That was what, 09? Uh, 2007. Seven. 2007. He won, Sorry. he won the title. Yeah. Uh, it's 0 and 4. Uh, Michigan's just dominated Florida. So, uh, that, that'll be an interesting, uh, game to, to get the day started. That's for sure. Uh, I got no comment on the Belk Bowl, but, uh, not because it's the Belk Bowl. I love the Belk Bowl, but Virginia and I have broken up forever. Um, <laughs> and I, 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 yeah, I'm still checking them out, but I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling them. There's no chance. Uh, South Carolina, um, Bentley, you know, last we saw them was, was Clemson. You got any feel on this one? Yeah. And Indiana has been put the, uh, like the blocked caller on, on the cell phone. So, you know, Virginia, you're, still <laughs> so you're not even getting, yeah, I'm not even coming. giving them even the time late day night. anymore. They're done. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess if you had to play the game, you got, you got to wonder what South Carolina's offense and, uh, special teams will. Will will we'll look like without without uh, Debo Samuel? Yeah, you got to worry a little bit. And then uh, Virginia, like you said, ending the year with that loss to to Virginia Tech again. Just uh, another just brutal offensive performance. Uh, defense has been pretty good though. So I mean, I guess I mean, gosh, the bowl season started with such a massive run of favorites that huh. uh, 
I don't want to default to saying it's going to best balance out, and I'll take the dog. But if I had to play the game, I probably would take South Carolina. You would? Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, sorry, Virginia. Take that. Yeah, okay. All right. That's what I was going to say. All right. You're not taking a favorite. Uh, All right. Uh, I think you do have a feel on the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. That's, I mentioned, 115 Eastern on September 29th. Arkansas State playing Nevada this game at Arizona's home field in Tucson. Uh, Arkansas State, what do you got for me? I actually do like Arkansas State in this game. All right. Um, There's certainly no shame. Uh, for the boys from Jonesboro, losing to Alabama, losing to Georgia Southern, uh, losing to Appalachian State. I mean, there's no no embarrassment in that. And they played their best ball uh, at the end of the year, uh, into a bowl season, uh, winning their last four games by an average of 23 points a game. Uh, they got a really – both teams actually are carried by their quarterbacks. Uh, uh, Justice Hansen, a, a kid from Arkansas State, who really improved his, uh, his QBR this year. A big 10 point jump. So he, while his touchdown passes is total or down, but everything else is up and better. So uh, he's had a really good year, uh, as has Ty Ganji for, for Nevada. But the one thing that, that has gotten Nevada this year, and of course they're a little unpredictable, they have had a tendency to turn the ball over, uh, at the wrong time. And that caught him late in the year and a really bad loss to end the season. Uh, it got him earlier in the year when they were struggling. So while I do, I was on Nevada a couple of times this year, and they treated me very, very well. I actually do like Arkansas State in this game. Okay, all right. Uh, let's get to the semifinals that night. The first one is the Cotton Bowl. It's Notre Dame. It's Clemson. Every day during the bowl season, it felt like this one just went up a half a point to me. Um, I, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't think it's going to go back down. But, I mean, we're getting close to this game and the Orange Bowl being the same spread as this game approaches 14 points. I'm taking Notre Dame in this game. I know everyone wants to talk about, you know, 2012, that BCS title game when, you know, Alabama wiped the floor with them. And we had Brian Kelly on with, with Van Pelt. And he admitted, like, you know, in order to get rid of that that image – uh, you know, they got to win against Clemson. They got to beat Alabama. Like, that's the only way they could probably get rid of this national perception of them. What I will ask people to do is look at the competition Notre Dame's played, you know, against these SEC schools. I believe they beat LSU twice since then. That included last year's bowl game when Ian Book came in to rescue that win. Uh, they lost by one point to Georgia last year, who ended up being a national runner up. Last time we saw Clemson, I should say the second to last time, was that South Carolina game with Jake Bentley and that South Carolina offense who is more conducive to throwing the ball. They're more, they have more ability in the passing game than what we saw Pitt do in, in the ACC title game. Um, so I'm sorry, but that stuff sticks in my head because I've watched Notre Dame all season. I know the size advantage they have with those receivers on the outside, man. Like, if they wanted to, they really could take advantage of that because the three-step game with Ian Book takes the Clemson defensive line out of things. So if they want to dink and dunk the ball down the field, I think Notre Dame could do that. And what that also does is keeps Clemson off the field on the on the offensive side. Now, when Clemson does have have the ball, I think Notre Dame has the talent and and the great calls of defense coordinator Chuck Leah to to slow down and maybe confuse Clemson, you know, not let them get out to a huge start, which we know Notre Dame has to avoid if they want to stay in this game. 
So call me crazy. I'm calling for the upset. I'll take the points, obviously, but I'm going to say Notre Dame wins the game. Yes, I'm still here. I'm just processing that. <laughs> Look, Notre Dame. So I didn't sell you. No. Okay. Clemson and Alabama have been the two best teams in the country okay. uh, all year long, and Georgia is probably the third best team in the country. But that's a conversation for another time and another place and another day. Mm-hmm. Look, the Tigers are finally being priced like like Alabama. Notre Dame is a good team. They deserve to be here. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they have to apologize for for anything what they've done this year, uh, winning every single one of their games. Okay. Since Trevor Lawrence has come back from injury, Clemson has won by 60, 34, 49, 61, 20, 29, 21, and 32. They have won with a dominating defense uh, in a 27-7 game away from home at BC. They have won games in shootout fashion where their defense hasn't been as good, 56-35 against South Carolina. And they've been pretty much dominant in every other way in between. Look, I I I, I get it. I un, I understand anyone's logic who's who's on Notre Dame. Uh, you look at both teams; they have exactly two wins over teams uh, that's currently ranked. Uh, mm-hmm. Notre Dame's the best team that Clemson's faced. Uh, Notre Dame's got some weapons on the outside that can give that Clemson uh, secondary problem, like you've alluded to. But I, I think one of the biggest things that's being overlooked in this game is the opposite. I think the Clemson wide receivers against that Notre Dame secondary, I think that could be the key to the okay. game, and that could really give uh, Clemson a leg. I, I know Notre Dame is, what, like what seven touchdown passes all year long and, and, and tranquil, tranquil on those guys. No, you're right. They yeah. haven't seen anything like this, though. I, I was going right. to say, what what's the best pass offense they faced? Eric Dungy was hurt after four attempts against what, what, when they played Syracuse. Yep. Uh, when they played KJ Costello and Stanford, uh, I don't think no. Stanford had really no. made that transition to like a real like deep threat. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Right. But but I, I I think Higgins and, and Rogers and Ross and obviously Renfro manage a, a bunch of big plays, especially when you have to account for ETN. And his ability yeah. to go the distance every time he he touches the ball, I, I, I still think that there's this perception that that Clemson is this. Uh, Clemson's going to beat you with defense, and they'll they'll bludgeon you and, and beat you like twenty twenty seven seven. Like I said, they can do that. Yeah. But but the 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 way Clemson is evolved offensively, which started last year with the semifinal loss. Mm-hmm. To Alabama, the whole reason Trevor Lawrence is in this game and here is because yeah. of that. And I think that's going to be on full display. I don't think this is a an, an immediate like Clemson comes out and runs them out of the building. I think it's a lot like that Oklahoma Orange Bowl a couple of years ago, where mm-hmm. where they again was within grasp at halftime, and then Clemson turned it on uh, in the second half and proved their class and pulled away. I think it's that kind of kind of game, and I uh, I got Clemson by seventeen. Okay. Uh, here's a question for you. How much better is Clemson now than they were at A&M? Infinitely better. Okay. Infinitely better. Okay. Receivers are better. Quarterback is better. Yeah. Um, you, you, like, 
since Lawrence has come, like I said, I, I, I'll, I'll harken back to that. He got hurt in that Syracuse game, and yep. that game they survived and, and had their, uh, their, their scare that they needed. They have been utterly dominant offensively since then. This is, I, I can't, I can't wait to watch it because like I said, the, the Irish defense is, is, is done well. The one thing, and you said you've watched a lot and I've watched them a lot and I was at the game. How SC, how that offense and those receivers and that, and that skill was able to throw for a lot of yards and really have an opportunity to win that game. Mm-hmm. That would concern me, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I I also am really intrigued by how Clemson is offensively, like with with Lawrence in this spot and how freewheeling the play calling will be. I mean, I I, I think I, I'm not sure what Dabo is going to do here. I don't think he's going to come out and start slaying it all around. I think he wants to get a mindset going and and get a feel for the game first. So I think that initially helps Notre Dame and, and as an underdog, obviously getting all those points. I. I think if Clemson comes out and goes, I mean, 14 nothing, forget it. It's, it's, it's done. There's no chance. Notre Dame has to play within one score of, of, of Clemson. That's without a doubt. And that's why I'm thinking it. And that's why I just said, you know what? We're going to do this. Um, so we disagree there. Let's move to the Orange Bowl that night. Uh, number one, Alabama, number four, Oklahoma. Uh, this has been right there, 13 and a half, 14. Uh, nobody's, nobody's declaring for the draft and dropping out of this game. I'll tell you that. Um, you got, you're, you're, you're on, you're on the tide here. Why is Alabama even showing up? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, Oklahoma's got the, the Heisman Trophy winner, uh, the, the, the offensive line, which is the Joe Moore award winner. They got, Shout they out got the hot, the hot, uh, head coaching candidate out there for every job. Why? Why is Alabama? Why is Alabama favored in the game? I don't know. Should they be? <laughs> yes, they should be. <laughs> <laughs> Look, sarcasm aside, I I, the difference defensively, numerically, mm-hmm. in, in these two teams, and I'm not talking about yards per game and points per game. I'm not talking about per game because Big Twelve football is different than. Football and other conferences because of the plays. You look in possessions. You look at points per possession allowed. Alabama allows 1.1. It's third in the country. Oklahoma allows more than double that. 2.65. It's 113th in the country. This isn't a, a bad defense. This is like a putrid. 130 FBS teams are 113 in, in, in points per possession allowed. And the offenses are similar. They're the one and two nationally. Uh, in points per drive. So two offenses, which are nearly identical, and one defense is a whole lot better than the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Marquise Brown situation, we just don't know. Like, like we said in the, the Big 12 title game, the, the look on his face and tears at the end of that game, he looked like a kid who appeared like he might be seriously hurt, and I guess hopefully he'll go out on Saturday and he'll, he'll play great. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I don't know. I mean, you look at the two years that the Tide have been a double-digit favorite in the semifinals. They've won those games easily. Uh, I know Oklahoma's got a better offense than either Washington or uh, Michigan State, uh, those two opponents, and I know that Oklahoma beat them uh, in the Sugar Bowl the year Alabama thought they were going to the title game, and they lost on the kick six. And you know what I feel about those types of games when 
you're, you're, you're walking in utterly disappointed to be there, but you're, you're, I guess you're crazy. If you don't think what I was joking about at the start of the seg, uh, the conversation yeah. about the awards and all that, you don't, if you don't think that that has an effect emotionally, psychologically, uh, on where Alabama's mind is, you are crazy. Yeah. Strength coach Scott Cro- Cochran, I can, that is, be, I would be shocked if that hasn't been like the first thing he has reminded that unit of every time they come in for a workout, every practice, every time they, they are going to come out with steam coming out of the ears that not only Kyler Murray won the Heisman, that they, he won the Heisman instead of their guy. And yep. hearing about how the greatest offense ever, oh, your, your defense is pretty good too, so. Look, I, I I hope the game is close, but 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 I worry that if if two is healthy, and they come out and they get up early, and Alabama gets like one one stop, and it's fourteen nothing right out of the gate. That 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 it, this could get sideways pretty quickly. So uh, I hate being on both favorites in the game, but it feels like both underdogs are kind of like the side that's going to garner a lot of attraction. And like I said, I said all year long that Alabama and Clemson were the two best teams, and I'm not going to talk myself off of that right now. So with the over-under at 80, they're calling for like, what, a 45, 30, what are they calling here? You know, you know what? I hadn't, I hadn't even seen the, the updated total. And, and yeah, when my column is, is released, yeah. the final score I wrote in here for the score prediction, 49-31 yep. Alabama, which is 80. I hadn't even noticed the total. The updated total was eighty. I knew it was in the seventies at first. No, it, it it got all the way up to eighty-one. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that, that, that that's what I, that's what you're looking. That's what you're you're expecting. Forty-seven, thirty-four, somewhere in that range. Right there. Okay. So they're the so the Alabama. What I'm asking for is the Alabama team total is probably going to be like forty-five and a half, right around there. They're going to be. Yeah, I, I would maybe a little lower at the okay. start. Oh. But, but gosh, I, if Kansas scored 40 on him, what's Alabama exactly, going to do? That, that's what I'm saying. If, if I, if, am I crazy to think this game goes under, but Alabama scores 50? Is that pot? Can that happen? That I don't think. Could it happen? Yeah. 50 to 28? Something yeah. like that? Yeah. That would have to be. I it. mean, maybe, maybe they, that's the, the maybe that's the best. Maybe that's the better way to even play the game, and I'm glad you brought that up. Is that don't even mm. don't even fool around with with the with the thirteen, thirteen and a half, fourteen, whatever it is. Maybe you just play the Alabama team total over. I, I, that's all I've been thinking. I've been thinking the whole time they're scoring fifty. The whole time they are scoring fifty. Now, the 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 one interesting thing about Oklahoma is I I don't I'm not taking shots at all. I I, I just. Sometimes in Oklahoma's games, they get a little too cute with play calling to me. And I just hope they don't, that doesn't happen because it'll be the flick of a switch and that, that's going to be 14, 14 point swing in this game with how good Alabama is offensively. So I think the key is how, if Oklahoma can run the ball with that, with that Joe Moore, you know, best offensive line mm-hmm. in the, in the, that, that's the key to me. If if Oklahoma could almost score not too fast, um, but I don't I don't know if they're inclined to do so. And and, and that's the, the 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 million dollar question, which I mean I'm sure Lincoln Riley and the Oklahoma coaching staff has thought about all that. That's the thing that potentially cost them a, a spot in the uh, national championship game last year, just getting a yeah. little 
a little too conservative, a little too early taking the taking the ball out of Baker's hand and running it just a little too much and trying to uh, sap every little ounce of uh, energy out of there, uh, keep their defense off the field just long enough. That way Georgia couldn't get the ball back, tie the game, and eventually win. You feel Kyler Murray throws the ball more than 60 times? Uh, no. Okay. That's a lot. 55? 55 sounds better than 60. Okay. All right. Just that's trying to sling st- that's some still, numbers that's around. Still, that's still a lot, though. All right. That's You're still, the numbers guy. I'm just throwing out some numbers. Yeah, that's that's a, I'm sure they haven't posted any of those props yet. Or no, maybe they have, I, I, I think they're waiting to, yeah. Well, they'll that. wait for the day before the game. All right, so the Bears on both favorites yeah, which in the, is, which in the I semis. Hate. That's which, which, which is, I hate. There have been 12 college football playoff games between the semis and the final. I'm, afraid, I'm like, I'm 10 and 2 uh, in those games. And I, and I can promise you, not, not a lot of them have been uh, have been the minus side. A couple of them have, but. All right. We'll see, we'll see what happens. All right, so after me and you get after it late after that game in, at the Orange Bowl. We got to wait uh, till Monday for uh, the continuation of the bowl season. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, six games that day. Uh, military Bowl presented by Northrop Grumman, Cincinnati versus Virginia Tech. Are you feeling the Bearcats? I, Cincinnati is one of my favorite uh, picks this bowl season. I mean, look, the Bearcats have lost twice this year. Mm-hmm. UCF was undefeated. And a temple in a game uh, that, that that the Bearcats very easily could have won. Now you could say, yeah, they don't have a lot of great wins though, but neither does Virginia Tech. And, and you know what Virginia Tech has done this year? Lose a lot, including to Old Dominion, and blown out to a horrible offense in Miami and Pitt and Georgia Tech. And I, and I know that they beat Virginia and they beat Marshall in the game that they added to get bowl eligible. But now that they're here, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you could say there might be a few more Hokies fans there because of Annapolis. But I don't know. This is a team that hasn't stopped anyone on the ground uh, the last two-thirds of the year. And now you got to deal with Warren and a quarterback in Ritter who can kind of run the ball if need be. Uh, the Bearcats' defense is a top-ten defense efficiency-wise. Uh I don't see any real. If you look at the matchups on the on on the field, I don't see anything that favors Virginia Tech. So, all right, I, I numerically, I I think this potentially could be a uh, if the game plays out to the way I see it uh, statistically, I don't think it'll be close. Now, will will it? Who knows? But I, I I like the Bearcats as one of my top picks. Okay, I really really I can't say more about Cincinnati this year. They they've been awesome. Uh, Really, a really pleasant surprise. Started that started the year going out to UCLA and getting it done against old Chipper. But uh, they've been shout out to Luke Fickle, man. Like that's that's a great job in a yep. quick amount of time uh, with what he's done in Natty. Uh, Stanford Pitt Sun Bowl. Uh, I don't I don't know Stanford second time in three years they've been in this game. Pitt we saw what they were in the ACC title game. No Bryce Love. Uh, I'm not even sure if, if Herbig, the offensive lineman that just declared, uh, is going. He hasn't played really all year though, so I don't think that matters in that game. That's, that might be the quickest bowl game if both teams just want to run the ball every play, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if, uh, old Costello 
gets to call a couple of his own shots and throw a couple of uh, jump balls to our Sega Whiteside. Um, I don't know. I, I have zero feel on that game. It feels like people like Stanford. I'm not sure if the I Bryce wouldn't. Love I news. wouldn't be late. even before the Bryce Love yeah. news. I wasn't. I was you. Zero interest in laying six and a half points with yeah. Stanford in this game, and before before that news, and, and now I'd have even less interest in, uh, in in laying points with Stanford. Totally with you. Uh, let's move to a game we agree on: the Red Box Bowl, Sparty against the Ducks. This is uh, where the national championship game will be played uh, in Santa Clara, the Forty Nine ers Stadium. Uh, this one's simple for me, Bear. Um, I. There's a trust level I have here with with certain coaches, um, and Mark D'Antonio is in that in that conversation. Damn Mario right Cristobal, I, I I just I I'm not giving up. I'm not uh, making a you know a call on what his future is or anything. I just figure I know what I'm going to get more with Sparty than I do with Oregon. I know Herbert said he's going to play, but still, if Michigan State made Ohio State's offense look as ugly as they did when they played. And they've played offensive talent um, of, of other schools, you know, Purdue or, uh, or who'd you say, uh, Michigan, um, yeah, Penn State, Arizona Penn State. State, Nebraska. I know the Nebraska weather was 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 crap that day, and it was windy yeah. and cold. But they've uh, done really good against Purdue. Right after Purdue beat Ohio State, I yeah, I'm 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 just on Sparty in this game. I just I, like I said, trust level. It's very simple. It's nothing more than that. I've seen it too many times. Uh, with Michigan State, and I think he has those guys ready to go. I mean, it's a defense that's allowed in the last five games four offensive touchdowns. It's, <laughs> it's pretty damn good. And that includes Ohio State, Purdue, and Nebraska. Now, look, I know their offense is an eyesore, but 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 their defense is allowed 4.6 yards per play, top 12. Uh, and you mentioned Antonio. If you take away, like, the games where Michigan State has been – a total mismatch against Alabama, mm-hmm. basically. Seven ball games, Mark D'Antonio. Spread has been less than seven points. His teams are seven and zero against the number, six and one straight up, and five and zero with four outright wins as a dog. And that included a twenty-five point blowout win last year against an offensive-minded Pac-12 team uh, in Washington State. I don't mm-hmm. know, man. Oregon away from home this year. It leaves a lot to be desired. Yep. I mean, since that went over Washington, blown out by Wazoo away from home, blown out by Arizona away from home, uh, another offensive team that just really struggled offensively, Utah, allowed 32 to them at Rice-Eccles. I don't know, man. Maybe this is the year the Pac-12 would get their act together and win a couple of these games that are, are, are toss-up type games, but I, I'm with you. I am on, uh, I'm on the Spartans here. All right. Uh, and the rest of the games that day, uh, Missouri, Oklahoma State is the Liberty Bowl. Um, that's at 345 that day. I just, real quick, I, I, I just feel like everyone's on Missouri. I, I don't like that. No, game. everyone's on Oklahoma State. Up. Everyone's oh, on really? Oklahoma State in this game. Yeah. Oklahoma State is one of the bigger, the bigger oh. size in this game. Like, they, there are a ton of, uh, we mentioned this in the last podcast about the, the number of like very public, trendy dogs. Uh, in the ball season, Oklahoma State normally is an excellent underdog, and I think that's probably the reason why so many people are on uh, Oklahoma mm-hmm. State in this game. So we'll see. Uh, okay, we'll see how that goes. All right. It's oh, I, I hope that didn't dissuade your pick. Half right now. No, no, no. I don't have a pick on that game at all. I just, I don't know. I, I, 
I, I just know I, I, I like Gundy and I like, oh, like I, I like both these teams. Good, uh, good coaching on, on Oklahoma State side, but I think Missouri definitely has more talent. Um, and later that night, the holiday oh, wait, Bowl, Missouri, Northwest- Missouri wins this game. They can, uh, from where they were, that loss to Kentucky, uh, yeah. oh, that, where they were at that point in displeasure with the officials and Barry Odom can't win. Uh, it, since then, they played really well. Uh, if they were to get a win in a bowl game here, so they'll be ranked to finish the year, and uh, they can feel pretty good about where they are uh, going into the offseason, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I love, like what I saw from them this year, and uh, watch out for them in the SEC East next year. Uh, Northwestern, Utah, Liberty Bowl. The team in Athens is going to be a bit of a problem, though, I think. Yeah, I know. I know. I got it. The team in Gainesville is getting a little bit better as well, even though they do have to go to Como next year, and they did beat beat the ever-living you-know-what out of him in uh, Gainesville. Thank you very yep. much, Missouri. Yeah. Right, dog winner. One of the rare good calls I had this year. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I had some good calls. But uh, uh, all right, we got to pick it up here. Let's get no, to don't. Holiday Bowl, uh, Northwestern Utah. It's that night. That's uh, New Year's Eve. Um, these are two of my favorite teams to, to back, man, and it's really hard to see Utah giving this many points to – uh, an underdog team. Uh, isn't, isn't it usually a prerequisite that you need to score seven points before you can lay seven points? Uh, see, you guys are taking shots on my Pac-12 again. Sorry, you, we're playing defense now. We're playing Huntley, Huntley's supposed there. to be back. Huntley's supposed to be back. Yes, we, 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 we exchanged messages during that Pac-12 title game. They, they could have played <laughs> like 17 quarters, and there was no way that Utah offense was scoring that night. Uh, so I, that was I, a pretty good defense they were playing. Yeah, and we'll get to them in a little bit. Um, I just, uh, I get. I mean, if you're getting more than a touchdown here, I would, I would lean Northwestern. And then also on New Year's Eve night, you have the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Good to see the Gator Bowl has their name back in it. Should in Jacksonville, NC State A and M Bear. I'm on A and M in this game. One of the really few favorites. Uh, I'm back in this bowl season. I just look at this. As two different, I should say, two programs that are going in different directions. Uh, NC State's going to be out with their top prospects, wide receiver Kelvin Gore, Harmon, and linebacker Jermaine Pratt, who led their team in tackles. Both are supposed to be, you know, really high draft picks, and I get it. That's the trend. Um, NC State's offense coordinators left uh, to be the head coach at Appalachian State. And Jimbo, with all this momentum he's built up of recruiting in, you know, this season, before the season, I think he needs a win here, and I think he gets a win here and rides that momentum, and they're going to be, I think, the hot team that everybody's talking about uh, this offseason because of Jimbo and what he does and what he brings to the table as a coach. There's no doubting what he does there. They're going to have Mon coming back, and they're going to have plenty of talent around him coming back and on both sides of the ball, including that defense. So I think this is worth giving points here. And I like A&M in, in this Gator Bowl matchup against C-State. But shout-out to Ryan Finley at NC State. He's been one of my favorite quarterbacks to uh, to watch, uh, you know, in his career as he as he started away from NC State but ended up being there. He's been awesome to watch, and I look at him in the next level. And hopefully you got a good number because this number has climbed uh, dramatically. So it's, it's hard to like NC State, but I'm sure there will yeah. be some people out there, whether it's just true contrarians or they'll, they'll find something where they will take the uh, – the, the move and go against the line move. 
Yep, and uh, let's go to January 1st. Uh, start today there with the Outback Bowl, Mississippi State and Iowa. Um, wow, that 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 doesn't sound like points, does it? No, points at a premium, <laughs> and I think even more difficulty scoring for Iowa. I have a question if Simmons, for you. If Simmons and Sweat play the way they finished the year, and now no 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 Fant for Iowa, they're going to the Hawkeyes are going to have a real hard time scoring points. I it, I I would consider laying the seven with Mississippi State here. Okay, I mean I'm sure that the total is probably going to continue to to fall a little bit, but I I I could see this being like a like a 17-7 type game. I really could. This is a perfect game for you to fall asleep after game day. Well, for the, for the, for those who have the opportunity to to uh, to, to fall asleep after game day, unlike unlike me who will have to go right uh, grab a little lunch and then go into the Rose Bowl truck for the afternoon. Oh gosh darn! You got to do that. How many in and out double doubles will you eat that day? See, I'm not a all the Come on. that sauce and stuff. Just ugh, uh, no, get what you want on it. No, no, but see, they just make the mass order. They just get like like no, boxes no. You gotta of double. Get it in with the, the, you got to get it with the Pollock and Reese Davis, and the, fr- the fries are cold and soggy by the time they get there with that like Thousand Island sauce that they put up. You just get the the burger with the, with the cheese and the lettuce, tomato, and onion. I'll deal yeah. with that. See the the best is see pie and burger when they bring the pie and burger in Pasadena local shout out when that comes now you're talking get out of the way yeah now 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 you <laughs> now you're talking the, the, right. I will say this um, from in and out strawberry shake that'll that'll that that'll do you right that that feel that feels good after a uh, three hours on the set in the morning you come inside sit down your voice is a little raspy strawberry shake will always hit the spot. All right, uh, so uh, moving on. The Fiesta Bowl, different this year. That's the 1 o'clock Eastern game on January 1st. It's LSU, it's UCF. It's the world against UCF, it feels like. Um, I'm not sure LSU will have uh, more SEC fans rooting for them than they will have in this game. <laughs> you're, you're not sure? Uh, I, I think you should be pretty sure. Uh, I'll just say quickly on this game, I hate, you know, I don't like giving points. Um, I do think LSU can slow down UCF though with the talent they have. I know guys aren't playing because of the draft. Um, but I like the, I like the advantage. Uh, I think LSU has a, has, a, has an advantage at quarterback here and I think they can physically take care of UCF. If I had to pick a side, I would lay the points with LSU here. People can have whatever opinion they want on Ed Ogeron as a head coach. But in his time as a head coach, whether it's been mm-hmm. at USC, whether it's been at LSU, the one thing you can say is his teams have come ready to play emotionally every single game. Now, whether they've lost to a better team or you can say whatever you want about strategy or coordinators or play calling or, or in-game decisions, that's mm-hmm. a different story. But emotionally prepared and in like the ready to play every single week. So I am not worried at all about that. And if the LSU team that shows up against UCF is the one that played Georgia, 
LSU is going to win the game easy. If the LSU mm-hmm. team that showed up the week one, when hearing about Miami and ACC and LSU, no one, all these returning stars, if that team shows up, LSU wins the game. The LSU team that went to Jordan Hare and won, that team shows up, LSU is going to win the game. It, 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 it kind of sucks because with, with with the Milton injury, there'll be a little mm-hmm. bit of that. That'll be the, like, yeah, we didn't have Mackenzie Milton. If we had him, maybe, potentially that could be, but I just think you, you hit it. LSU in the trenches is just better. If Memphis was able to just, and was able to gut that running game the way they did, what are the, what's that LSU offensive line and, and, and those backs going to be able to do so? Like I said, nor, nor, normally, like last year I was on UCF against Auburn because you, you, I, you knew Auburn where they were. They felt they should have been playing in a game in that building, but that game in that building shouldn't have been, should, should have been yep. a week from then. And UCF was a good team with some NFL talent on it, and it was a perfect storm. UCF handled everything great all year long with the coaching change and not being in the playoff. Great until the whole national championship thing. I was on them last year, but but I think this is where the uh, the winning streak ends. All right. Uh, Citrus Bowl, Kentucky, Penn State. Um Penn State around a touchdown favorite. Uh, you like the dog in this one? I do. It's the role that Mark Stoops' team has been comfortable and played best in this year. Uh, I know their offense is really, really hard to watch. I love the fact that Benny Snell is uh, my final game. I want to play in the bowl game, a chance to finish yeah. off a great year. It's awesome. Uh, Josh Allen, I think, is going to give that Penn State offensive line uh, some problems. I think McSorley's legs are probably going to be a bigger part of the Lions' offense here. And look, they've been great under Franklin in bowl games. They've been they have been ready to play in every single game. They played well, but but I I think this is a four quarter game. I, I think the opportunity for Kentucky to play on New Year's Day against a team like Penn State that doesn't come around very often. So I, I think the Cats are going to uh, going to show up. I think the defense is going to give them problems. I don't know if they're going to win outright. Uh, but I, I certainly would be taking the points. And if you go back, and obviously we don't know the, the Michigan-Florida result or what that number is going to be, but if you go back the last 20 games, 20 ball games, SEC teams have been under, an underdog of six points or more, 16-4 and four against the number, 11 outright wins. So SEC teams getting points in ball games, big points in ball games, has been a very profitable way to go. Uh, that date back, dates back since 1999. All right. Uh, so another underdog. I actually like Penn State in that spot. I'm not official, but, uh, I would, I would lay the points there. Um, just cause I, I'm just, I, I think they're better football team. They are. Uh, they are. very simple in my they mind. Are. All right. Uh, and then your favorite pick, or I should say your second favorite pick. You know, Cincinnati <laughs> is now your official pick, but, uh, I just have to bring this up again. Um, the night of the Pac-12 title game, we were texting back and forth, uh, <laughs> and you were complaining about the lack of touchdowns in the Pac-12 title game. I wasn't complaining and... about the lack of touchdowns. I, I, I was complaining. I was just saying, does Jake Browning and does Washington even look downfield anymore to throw the ball? Okay. All right. So with that, I said congrats to Washington, but also 
Bear, you will have Washington in the Rose Bowl. I guarantee <laughs> it when we do the podcast of the column. Yep. So let and the people know who you're on in this game. And, and I responded, probably, especially being at the time you thought there was a chance they'd play Michigan and you knew the Michigan guys would be sitting out. And, and you responded, you and SVP with the whole like 100 emoji there. And I was like, hey, you're yep. probably right. And now as I sit here recording this podcast, final podcast of 2018, I will be taking Washington plus the points. <laughs> How can't uh, you? I know. How I'm can't like, you? This is your perfect pick. Like, like I, 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 I love the whole, ah, oh, there's no way Ohio State's going to lose the Urban Myers final game. They'll win. It, it, like Washington's like signing up for this prearranged, like, oh yeah, we're, we'll, We'll just go through the motions and we'll let Urban Meyer and Ohio State go out a winner in the Rose Bowl. We haven't won a Rose Bowl in nearly 20 years. And I, I, I don't, I don't think Ben Burkirvan and, and Murphy and that defense are like willing participants in this. I mean, this is a defense that only three defenses in the country allowed fewer offensive touchdowns than UW. And I, and I know Haskins is going for that historic 5,000 passing yards, 50 touchdown passes. Uh, an unbelievable year. That'll be his final game as well at Ohio State. But this is a different style defense than the Michigan defense that Haskins and that offense shredded. I don't think they're going to find those open running lanes and that man coverage and guys just absolutely running free. I know the Pac-12 has had a couple of dismal bowl years, and but I look at it, underdog, game, one-way action, you hit on it. This number is probably going to be more than game time than it is right now when you're listening. Wouldn't it just be perfect? Uh, Beginning of the year, Washington, Pac-12 champ, playoff contender, didn't go that way. Disappointing year. Browning didn't have the the, the final year that he was hoping for. Mm -hmm. But you're in the Rose Bowl. You won the conference. Nobody's giving you a chance in hell of winning the game. Wouldn't it, Peterson back in that big underdog role, wouldn't it just be perfect for them to show up, play their best game of the year, and, and at least throw a really good scare into an Ohio State team that, look, at times this year, this was not a good team. The majority of the year, they have not played well. Mm-hmm. The, 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 what you saw at Michigan was the anomaly. Like, even Northwestern, that was a one-possession game. Uh, in this, in this, I think early in the fourth quarter was a one possession game. So it, it's not like Ohio State has just been like blowing people out uh, 2014 style, uh, for, for majority of the year. Teams have been in games with them. Lesser teams have been in games with them. So I will take UW plus the points. All right. And then the final game, January 1st, Texas and Georgia, Sugar Bowl should be an awesome game. Uh, I think I heard McElroy say, that he thinks this is a semifinal game uh, next year, which I thought was a great call and an awesome point, talking about how good the years these teams had but still have some youth and they should be heard from next year. I just want to sit back and watch this one. I don't know about taking the points. I am uh, a little uh, um, worried about see what happens with Georgia. They lost their defense coordinator. We saw how they lost Alabama. And on the other side, I think this is a perfect spot for Tom Herman to hype his guys up and and get that, hey, we get to play against, you know, SEC team. We get to show people what we could do against the SEC team. So I'm really interested just to see how 
both teams come out here and uh and go. Texas at the, at the time we're we're doing this is is uh, a 13 point underdog and totals around 58. If I had to pick the game, I would probably lean towards the over in this game. This is a game we, we we've discussed the different ways of betting and I think this is a perfect example of a game you wait Unless you like Texas and you want to take a shot, Texas on the money line as a 13-point dog, then you do that. But if you're on the fence, wait. You'll know early in this game. You'll be able to tell by Georgia's body language whether they're going to go out there and show people that they are one of the best three or four teams in the country, which I believe they are, or if they're disappointed to be in this game, and they're just going to kind of go through the motions. And uh, in Texas, then we'll have a obviously a great chance to to hang around and, and win. But uh, I think they're going to come out and play well. Uh, I, I think Jake Fromm is the clear guy now. Uh, he, he, it's, it's his team. I think he's going to come out and, and play great. If I had to, if you had to make a play. And you were saying, oh, I, I can't live, but I need to do something. I would lay the points with Georgia because, because I think they're that good. And, uh, I'm not sure the Texas offense, uh, with Ellinger just kind of like running. And, and the, I think the Georgia secondary is really good. I, I think on paper, Georgia is clearly the better team. So I would, if you need to, if you can't bet live, I'd lay the points, but you're right. We, we talked about, Tom Herman is an underdog, and they've been great. But uh, it, 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 it's a, it would be a stay away from for me. Like if it were my money, I'd stay away until watching it live. But if you needed to play it I, beforehand, I would uh, I'd take Georgia minus the points. All right. Um, so that should do it, and then we'll be back for a title game uh, podcast. Absolutely, uh, when we know what that matchup is. And any other thoughts? No, I got the uh, the FCS championship to look forward to. Bison in Eastern Washington should be a um, maybe we, depending on when we knock out the uh, the title game podcast, we can dive into that just a little bit. I'm sure people want to know. As of uh, right now, uh, the Bison a thirteen and a half point favorite yep. over the High Flying Eagles. Is, I see it. They look to defend their championship. Uh, all right. I don't have anything else. Uh, it's been awesome. Um, wish the bull picks were a little better. <laughs> Hopefully, these ones are a little better. Yeah, I, 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 I think the, the I think this, this this is the round where I think we probably feel most confident about stands or teams that we know a little bit more about. You're probably going to get truer games and some of the things maybe you saw early on. A couple of those, a couple of those early games played out the way. Well, I shouldn't say that because you actually—I think you were on San Diego State, and I viewed the game differently uh, with, with Ohio. So it played out the way I thought, but uh, some of the other the Tulane game you saw early on that played out uh, yeah. to perfection for you as well. So it's it's been hit or miss, but it's yeah, that's why they call it gambling, right? Yeah, and especially these bowl games—they are nuts. So tough to predict what's going to happen in every sense. Uh, and now, like I said at the beginning of this whole thing. Uh, the, the number of guys that are going to sit, um, in these games is going to cause a real problem because you're obviously going to buy into that more than you should the, what, what, what's going to happen on the field. And then with the red shirt rule changing, that's, that's already shown, 
um, you know, what, how things could change with, you know, personnel on the field, as we saw with Arizona State when Herm made that decision. Yep. So um, just a lot to look forward to. Just have some fun with it. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Bear, take us away. We will see you in Santa Clara. And the less you bet, the more you lose when you win.